Hey everybody, welcome back to Movie Hell. This time, Joe and I are going to be discussing Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the full season recap. Recap, review, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. We're not, putting, we're not labeling anything. We're not putting labels on stuff. So, we did the first half, and I think we were both fairly positive on it, right? Mm-hmm. So, coming into the second half, I had some concerns because some of the YouTubers we watch had talked about it being um, a little preachy, a little weird, some strange choices, like people winning fights that you wouldn't expect to win fights, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really find any of that. Okay. Did you? I mean, I, I really liked the episode. I mean, some of the stuff that they were complaining about was like the scene with the boat, you know, Bucky and Sam working on the boat and fixing mm. that up and doing their thing. And okay. just, just being buds, hanging out. Yeah. And I really liked it. I thought that was fine. Absolutely. Yeah. My fiance and I watched that together. And we're like, this is actually really fun. Like who would have thought that in an, uh, like an action superhero thriller show, one of the more fun scenes would be two dudes fixing up an old boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, they had some lighthearted moments. It was nice. Uh, you need that kind of character development to show people coming together, mm-hmm. not to just, assume they're coming together because they fought in some stuff together. I mean, you can fight with people and you've seen this in movies and TV for years that, I mean, it's because you fight next to them doesn't mean you might not be only fighting together. Kind of like Zemo being with them. He was only there because he was necessary and none of them ever had any doubts as to where the other's allegiances actually lied. Yeah. And I like that. There's no, like they're becoming buds and they're, doing stuff together they're like no i know what you're about like there's no there's no doubt at all um and i thought the humor was good too as far as like the boat scene goes you know we complain or i complain and i refer to my complaining about marvel humor and there was some good humor in it too Mm -hmm. especially in the boat scene like there's the part there's some kind of pipe that's shooting off steam or whatever shit's happening water something like that and Bucky Hot water, is like that's, that's steam. So yeah, you were either way. You were right. So I mean, I'm just a color man. I don't even really give any commentary. I just <laughs> color up what you say. So Bucky like rushes in, like push Sam aside. He's like, no, 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 I got this. And he like grabs a wrench and starts tightening stuff down. And then Sam's like, why didn't you just use the metal arm? And he's like, I don't always think of it. I'm right. I'm right handed. I'm right handed. <laughs> like, I love that. That was good. That was, I mean, that, was a good that moment. made both of us laugh out loud. And it's like, it wasn't a joke that they crammed in there. And then we're like, Hey, See that? You like that? <laughs> that was funny. In case you did, in case you missed it, that was funny. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you have to say about it? I don't want to monopolize the conversation. Um, I think overall, I really liked it. I do agree that at least, I guess, with some of the YouTubers out there, I've tried not to watch anything about it, but I can understand where some are going to come across. It was a little, it was a little preachy, but I think. Overall, the problem that you're dealing with in this show, it's a problem created by Thanos with everything that happened. And if that could be something that happened, snapping away 5 billion people, how does that change everything? And mm-hmm. then you think it's changed like that forever, that there's no, it's not coming back. It's not like the Avengers are broadcasting out their plan. Hey, we're going to try and save everyone. Just so you know, hold out some hope. Yeah, they're not so, having like status meetings. Yeah, we're still on it. We're still working on it. It's like it's five years later. Con- hey, Tony, so let's get a press conference going. <laughs> so the problem of that, that is, I think that's even a heavier and more complex problem than they really gave it credit for in this show. Mm-hmm. I think with some of the stuff with his, Sam has this really nice speech at the end. A lot of it I liked, but... I don't know. I felt like it's one of those, and you see it a lot when there's arguments from coming from either side. When somebody says, I don't like what you're proposing or what you're planning, but they don't actually offer up any sort of alternate solution. They just say, you need to do this better and differently. Well, how exactly do we go about that? This is an extraordinarily complex problem. Uh, what, like, what would happen if, if they give away your house to somebody who needs it because you're no longer there what happens when you come back? Kind of like at, you know, beginning of the show Arrow you just had me watch. 
he's gone for five years, but then he comes back. Or Bruce Wayne in Batman Begins. Oh, you were we had you declared dead. Oh, I was dead. Well, you were gone for however many years he was gone in that. Yeah. Well, when somebody comes back, you don't just get to keep their stuff. And yeah. so now they have switched places with you. I, I don't it was a more complex problem than this show really was able to describe to handle but i think it did a good job of cracking that book open and kind of giving us a glimpse of kind of like wandavision did in a couple of scenes the chaos of what happens when this comes back yeah i was going to compare it to wandavision especially in how neither of them have a great way of resolving the the core issue in WandaVision, it's that Wanda enslaved a town. She did indeed. And spoilers, spoilers for WandaVision. And they make Sorry. her out to be the hero in this person who's sacrificing stuff to save this town. It's like, no, you you did this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you accidentally run over somebody on the street, nobody's gonna be like, Are you okay? Like, are you are you all right? Like you've been through something terrible. Are you they're gonna be like, no, you fucking ran somebody over? Like what we could call an ambulance. Like, what's going on? I mean, that's the way you think it works now, but I've been hearing more stories where the person who does the running over is the one who jumps out, like, oh my gosh, I'm so traumatized. I I did something wrong, but I need it's because of this stuff in my background, it's because of what happened to me. I need you to to pity me. No, we don't. Sorry. The person who actually got physically injured we we pity them that's the fool we pity so in this one it's like you're saying there's falcon has this speech where he's talking about do better but he doesn't offer how and the guy asks him like what are we supposed to do we have billions of people who came back after five years like we were trying to deal with this for five years we did what we could we did what we had to do and now they're all back. What would you do? I'm asking you, you know, Falcon, Captain America, whatever you want to be called. Tell me what to do. And he's like, do Falcon better. America. Falcon America. Yeah. America. It's obvious. Falc, yeah. Marvel, you may have that. It's free. <laughs> you don't have to pay me. You can just have it. But yeah, he just says do better. Like that's a real solution. I mean, and I get that the whole thing is probably just aiming at a general optimism and mm-hmm. not like really a plan. Just like, do better, take people into consideration, you know, whatever. Like, they weren't doing it before. But I get that most people think that their politicians don't think about them. I think a lot of times they don't. Some do. Some get into it. But when you have these career politicians, which that's never the way it was meant to be, Mm. term of service, you go serve your, and then you get out and you let somebody else go do it. Um, So I think that's the way it is a lot of the time. But there are people who do care. There are people who are good. And it's, as I said, super complex problem that they really can't dive into in a, in any sort of depth in a show like this, especially in six episodes. But a lot of his speech I really liked. Him, and we're skipping all the way to the end of this we episode are absolutely, six. So by far. I, I guess just assume we're going to be spoiling. I mean, yeah, we, we, haven't, we haven't said what he's doing, why he's giving a speech, but mm-hmm. assume it's going to be spoilers from here on. If I was going to give a basic like watch, don't watch thing, I would say watch. Definitely watch. It was a really fun show. Mm-hmm. Really good. There were some some complex messages I think they were trying to get at that they kind of failed. Yeah. And Similar to the WandaVision. We, we just talked about that in the last review that we just did like an hour ago. Mm-hmm. How I don't need all that necessarily in my movies, my shows. Just give me a good show to watch. But it doesn't mean it can't necessarily try to have some sort of message. Yeah. Um, Even little kid shows, they have a message. It's usually good. Share with others. Be kind. What average kid show messages. But it has to be done in the right way. Uh, They some using the term terrorist Mm -hmm. for what this uh, character Carly Mm -hmm. was doing. I mean, that's an apt term because. She was killing innocents like that. Yeah, You're not, to it's, influence political matters and further a goal, yeah. Right, that's the definition of terrorism. And I like how he brought up, did any of you stop and take the time to ask yourselves why 
she's fighting like this? Hmm. I thought that was an interesting question, and I got it. Doesn't mean, I mean, there are bad people out there, and sometimes you don't need to stop and ask yourself why. You just know that they're bad, and that what they they don't, they don't have any ulterior goals other than to just that some people just want to watch the world burn. I like some of the things that they hinted at, although I think they might have done it accidentally. You know, such as you should try to understand the other person's perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good message to put out, especially when so much media is politically charged now. Or um, there's a scene where he's talking to Isaiah Bradley that I thought was really good, where he goes back to try to understand his perspective. And I don't know if if they were like really aiming at this as a point. But Bradley's telling him, you know, they'll never let a black man be Captain America. You know, they'll never just they'll never accept that. And no self-respecting black man would want to be. And Sam like sits with that and talks to him and understands his perspective and then goes and talks to his sister and is kind of like, you know, well, I've done all this stuff. Like, I can't I can't just be like that, you know, and it's pointing out that you can understand somebody's perspective and even like somebody and respect them without having to take their perspective as your own or violently reject it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a really mature way to look at differing opinions, especially, mm-hmm. I mean, cause you can have a valuable opinion that you take into consideration and that helps form your approach to a particular problem or topic, but it doesn't have to be something you agree with 100%. And you're like, Oh, now this, your personality is now mine. Like I'm mm-hmm. now going to be a copy of you. Yeah. I was worried in the beginning how they were going to handle that. Cause that whole, right after he first meets Isaiah and uh, they're walking outside and the cop comes up. Hey, what are you doing here? Like what I didn't understand about that is it looked like they were in a neighborhood where it wouldn't be outside of the realm of possibility to see a black man walking around. Like it felt like that was the neighborhood. Yeah. And I don't, I honestly think that that was, and we talked about this. I think, I don't think that this was a racial thing. I don't think it was intended to be that way. I think it was a cop happened to be there and the scene up to that point where they walk out of the house and Sam is like aggressively following Bucky and arguing with him. Mm -hmm. So if this cop just came down the road, what he sees is this is a guy walking down the street, like looking kind of like he's minding his own business because Bucky wasn't reacting. And then another guy chase like walking behind him and like yelling at him and stuff. They don't know. These are two friends having an argument. They not just quite see, like, friends at that point. Well, they're getting on there. their way. On they their way to be in buds. A budding bromance. Budding bromance indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but all the cop would have seen is like, well, this guy's yelling at this guy and this guy's just trying to walk away. So let's go see what that's about. I, I Maybe it was supposed to be racial. I assumed it was just how they introduce and kind of escalate this conflict where they get them back, you know, in front of the the therapist person i can't think of the character's name oh yeah i have no idea but the therapist they go see okay yeah but it it's i think that's the progression of it he you know they stop them they don't recognize falcon right away then they do then they realize who bucky is and that there's a warrant out for him and yeah that ended really interesting with that Mm -hmm. with the warrant out for his arrest that was i thought that was pretty interesting yeah and that was just i think a thing that had to happen and whatever i don't think there's any See that I mean, I you keep saying you stuff say saying, that, but the question is, they could have just as soon had them pull up and be like, "Are you, are you James Buchanan Barnes?" I'm sorry, man. We got a warrant for your arrest. So, I mean, depending on how you want to look at it, you could say that they put that in there because they wanted it. They they didn't make the cops black. They made sure they were white cops. Yeah. So, I guess I have to feel like at some point there was some decision as far as them trying to make a statement with everything that's gone on, which I, it's Disney. So I understand that it doesn't surprise me that that's going to happen. Maybe it's plausible. Yeah. I don't think it was done so poorly that it offended me or that I was like, that's really heavy handed because it wasn't, I was afraid that that's the way the turn this was going to take with Isaiah. But when you listen to him and you listen to what it was like for him, like Falcon sat there and he listened to him. 
and tried to understand where he was coming from. And he did. He's talking to his sister about it. Like, I, if I'd have gone through what he went through, I'd probably feel the same way. But I'm here, having done what I did, knowing the people that I knew, one obviously being Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. And regardless of how this other human being on the planet felt, he had to follow his own path. Yeah. And that's such a good message. Figure out what you're about. What do you want out of your life? And go for that. What I'm getting at with this is I th- I just think that some people are overstating how like racially charged part of the show is. You know, I think there are some people who maybe are so used to things being really heavily politicized that they're looking for it now. And any little thing they're they're calling out on this because I just didn't think any of it was that bad. One of the big things that was called out, I think, on Friday Night Tights, like Nerd Roddick's live stream thing, they started to talk about like, well, how could Carly beat Walker? Like she kicked Walker's ass and that guy was almost at a super soldier level before he had the serum. I was like, oh, I wish I didn't know that. Because now that's going to irritate me. I thought me that through this whole like, thing, he, he had, had yeah, he had a ton of mm-hmm. training. He was doing like Steve Rogers type stuff before he had any of the serum. Like he was, I mean, he jumped right in there with Bucky and Sam, no problem. Yeah, and but then when the fight actually happened, it wasn't anything like what I expected. Like Carly didn't beat him; she just kicked him in the head and stunned him. Like she got one good hit in it and ran away. She got mm-hmm. away from him. She didn't beat him. She didn't kick his ass. No, like he I didn't rushes think that into about, a group about that particular fight. I thought that when Bucky was fighting some of them, like mm-hmm. these are just guys who got shot up with the super soldier serum. You've been a super soldier badass, killing people like straight murdering fools for a huh. hundred years. Like yeah. the amount of experience and skill that he has, he should be able to take apart those guys because if you if you take super soldier stuff out of it and you have somebody who's just a guy and somebody who's been training and killing people for say 20 years, I wonder who's going to win if they're about the same physical level and they get into uh, some fisticuffs. Yeah. Yeah. I would have preferred that seeing Bucky take apart some of these super soldiers because he can. Well, and he did every other time they encountered him. He did. It's just in that one particular scene. And I can get Carly getting the drop on him because he's like, oh, my God, there's a young girl in here because he saw they could see a person sitting in the truck. Right. Mm-hmm. I think they could see it with like Falcon's X-ray vision or heat vision or whatever he's got. I think so. And so Bucky gets in there and he's like, oh, it's a young girl. And he approaches her very carefully and she like smiles at him. And then she just like stomp kicks him in the chest. Yeah, because he didn't and see he, it coming. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's like, OK, there's something up with these people. And but, yeah, like, it, if he expected her, like he could see it coming because he's experienced, but he's expecting a human girl to kick him in the chest and he would just stand there and be like, and your point is, but it's <laughs> not, he gets hit with much more force than he expects. Yeah. So anyway, that was one of those things that I thought was maybe a little bit overblown. Like she kept up with him better than I thought she'd be able to, but she was also like parkouring and jumping around stuff and kind of using the environment to her advantage, which is the stuff I like to see when you have a combatant who's smaller or less experienced. I like to see them doing something creative to keep up with a more experienced fighter. Mm -hmm. And it was clear that Walker wasn't in the greatest headspace. So yep, her being able to jump around and get one good hit in on him and kind of stun him and just run away. I don't think is like a huge, like woke thing of this young inexperienced girl taking out this like decorated super soldier, you know, in the, in quite the way that they at least started to make it out to, to kind of sound like. Yeah. It wasn't like they met each other in the middle of an empty warehouse and they started fighting and she kicked the shit out of them. Right. Well, that's not what happened. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, we even see Walker. It takes Bucky and Sam to take him down. Yeah. That was, that was a tough fight. Yeah. Good fight, too. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot that's really good about the show in general. I think a lot of the action is still really good. I am happy and a little upset to see how close the suit is to what I had seen in like drawings and stuff before and from the comics. Okay. The cap, the Wakandan cap suit, which oh. is weird when you stop to think about it, that he has Falcon. a you mean Falcon America suit? 
Yeah, he has the okay. Falcon America suit that's not made in America. <laughs> it's made by Wakandans, which is kind of weird. No, that that actually seems like exactly the way it should be in America right now. You're wearing this America suit, not made in America. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, you're right. You're totally right. You won. You win this time. But I just, I like the suit, but it's so weird that just like the top of his head is the only thing that's uncovered. Like, it's cool because it's how it looked in the comics, I believe. Unless the images I was seeing are based off this new suit somehow. But it's like you're flying around super fast and doing all this soldiery stuff. And like you're extra not wearing a helmet because everything else is covered and protected. You know what I mean? I mean, it would be like playing soccer where you have to wear a cup, but instead of wearing a cup, you specifically cut all the fabric away from your clothing there. So your junk's just hanging out exposed. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm flying super fast head first. I'm going to completely uncover the top of my head. I thought you were going to say it was like wearing full hockey gear, except for your cup. But I like that better. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, that uh, seemed I and I didn't know as far as how it looked. I saw that and assumed that, oh, this must be what his suit looked like in the comic book or something still, similar. Yeah, it's still cool. I mean, it's just when you stop and think about the logistics of it, the top of the head uncovered is a little strange. Like the cap helmet was always, you know, it made sense. So I want to know, I know you know a little bit about it. This U.S. agent yeah. who we end up getting at the end of this show, mm-hmm. John Walker. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Is he one of those that can go either way? Because there was a little bit of redemption for him at the uh, in the last episode, which the last episode was almost not. It was like the first half was nonstop action and the rest of it was no action. Yeah, he's to the best of my knowledge. He's kind of like Catwoman. OK, like good, but a little unpredictable. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, I did like that. They redeemed him a little bit. I liked that he ultimately did the right thing. I like seeing the, you know, that truck when it's hanging over the edge, it starts coming back because he's like, you know, I can chase her or I can do this. And then he starts pulling that truck and he's got like super soldiers all over him and he's still trying to pull it back. I thought that was great. I thought uh, the technology was bullshit that Falcon was that Captain America was using. Falcon America, God, whatever you. we're going to call him. He, the little red wing thing that pops off his back, being able to like pull the window off a helicopter and just yank a man out. A little strange. Those well, things hey, just it being able Wakanda, It was made of vibranium. True. Yeah. And when you think about that, like he hunkers down with the wings on that bridge and like the helicopter bounces off the shield and the wings and just, yeah, they must be vibranium wings. Absolutely. <sighs> And then he attaches them to the hood of that truck. And he's also pushing the front of the truck up. He's still a man, a human yeah. man. Like I, I can buy that. His tech can push that truck. I don't buy that. His tech didn't just like mush him into the grill of that yeah. truck. I mean, as far as my suspension of disbelief with that particular scene was concerned, I thought the same thing at first. Like, is he pushing that truck? Cause as far as I know, like I'm pretty sure they showed us everybody who shot up with super soldier serum in this series. And he was not one of them. He specifically said he wouldn't do it given yeah. the opportunity. I, I assume the Wakandan suit is a little bionically enhanced. I'm just going to assume that because I mean, why wouldn't it be? I mean, that's one of my only gripes really. The rest of it was really cool. I like yeah. his spinny flippy shit. I like the like parkour stuff that he's doing when he's fighting Carly or specifically not fighting Carly at the end. I was not surprised at all by the the reveal that Sharon is the power broker. I was a little bit. I didn't. That makes sense. As soon as it happened, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. It's okay. like, we need this person who has all these connections and these people and they'll definitely find us as soon as we get here. And Sharon finds them as soon as they get there. And she has all these powers and like connections and stuff like I yeah, actually makes sense. felt fairly dumb for having not caught that earlier. Like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, now I get it. But I like how that ended, that now she's going to have to be, she's an issue. She mm-hmm. was already an issue. The power broker, just from what they alluded to in this show, is kind of a major player. So yeah. 
the fact that she now has inside secrets to the United States government, that's probably not not good for her, not at great. least the United States. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to send uh, the U.S. agent. Elaine Bennis might send him. Yeah. Yeah, and her blue fucking hair dye. Also, she's clearly a vampire. Julie... Julia Louise Dreyfus. Yes. She looks pretty much the same to me. Pretty much the same, yeah. I mean, it's eerie. They also didn't do a great job of like showing how that group came together. Everybody is talking about how wonderful Carly is and how she's a great leader. They tell us it. They don't really yeah. show us it. Like she yeah, doesn't give. No yeah, she doesn't give like great cap or even Sam style speeches about like how you should do better and you know something that would inspire somebody. Like her, she's mostly kind of quiet, you know, and she's mostly kind of just talking about like this is all they understand. Like violence is all they understand. She's taking a very like Daenerys Targaryen kind of descent, right? Mm -hmm. Like we, you see her there. It's clear that they want to get their message across, but they don't want to be super violent. And she just gets worse and worse as it goes on. But there's no point at which her people start to really question her or their loyalty to her. There's no explanation as to how somebody like clearly the youngest person in the group is the leader. It just, it doesn't make any sense. Although I like the actress. I like the job she did with what she had. I thought her performance was good. I thought her look was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, just the way she was set up, the way she moved and stuff like that. There were, there were certain scenes where it looked like, you know, I could buy that she could handle herself, that she's been through some stuff or she has some kind of training. There's, there's just something about, I don't know, her body language that kind of suggested that to me. Whereas okay. you were talking about Arrow, I actually just finally sat down and finished the last few episodes of the last season of Arrow, and they've got kids who are like a hundred pounds, maybe, fighting guys bigger than us and winning. And it's just the choreography is just like people flailing around. Oh boy, that sounds fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's super, and it's whatever. That's a different discussion. It is disappointing considering stuff that came before in like the same episode, but. Yeah, it's uh, they did they did a good job with her movements, body language, whatever. She looked like a believable character and a real part of that world. Okay, when you first said something about her, I thought you were going to talk about how she obviously has no soul, but that's not. I'm so South Park ruined me. Everybody, I apologize. That's entirely I was mm -hmm. uncalled for. That's mm -hmm. it's not even that's not right. <laughs> I'm cutting I, out your I'm cutting out your apology. There's no apology going in. We shouldn't apologize for this stuff. No apologizing. Uh, I enjoyed. I, I enjoyed pretty much all of this. Um, I will say it was interesting. There, I, I felt like they were trying to make a point about uh, what's his name, U.S. agent, as when he was Captain America, about just storming into other places and demanding that you do what he want, and then the Wakandan chicks just do the same thing. But I thought uh, during the episode that happened, I'm thinking. Wait a second. Like when he asked them, well, where's your jurisdiction? Our jurisdiction is wherever we are, or however she puts that. Yeah. My thought, as soon as she said that is, well, does he get to go to your country and just say that? And because he says it, you're going to be like, oh, well, obviously here, have whatever you came for. No, because that's not how that works. And it's a, I know Wakanda is super advanced and everything, but it's a, it's a little arrogant. Mm -hmm. Now I know some people had issue with, and I'm sure they would have talked about uh, the Dora Milaje, something like that. Those wow. chicks, thank you. Those chicks <laughs> fighting and taking on the people who they took on. But yeah, that's all they've ever done since they were little girls. Yeah, and so, Bucky, it, Bucky's a super soldier, but Sam and Walker, well, and Lamar mm -hmm. are just human. Yep. So they're they're on an even playing field, and Bucky wasn't trying to win. Oh, absolutely. Not. He was like, hey, hold on. What do you do? You know, he was like actively like, stop. Can we talk about this? And then she he's does not some... fight them. like he's not going to. Yeah. Do and she does like some kind of like thing where she's like punching in her pin coat onto his shoulder and his <laughs> arm falls off. And I actually really like the scene after that where they're like, did you know they could do that? And he's like, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know now. So if they ever get into a fight with Sam, are they going to like come up and put their pin coat on his back and his wings are going to fall off? They've already set it up. Yeah, I mean, probably, right? He's going to get into a fight with them. They're going to be like, oh, look, there's Sam. He's coming to do whatever. And they're going to just going to hit like their little key fob. Yep. Wings <laughs> are going to pop off. 
No, they'll just surround him in like an egg cocoon, and he's just stuck. It'll just land in the ground. All right, well, now you're our prisoner. Ha! Taking him by his own wings. Right, absolutely. (laughs) (sighs) It it was good, though. I mean, that last five minutes, what it reminded me a lot was um, The World's End, which was one of the Simon Pegg movies. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that, he does this really, like, preachy speech about people and how people want their freedom and, you know, all that sort of thing. It, it's it ta- it took me out of that movie because the rest of it was really quick, really fast paced. Like it flowed well, really enjoyable, really fun. And then it goes into like this five minute thing of him just being like, we want to do what we want to do. You know, you get out of here. You you smell. And this was kind of like that. It was like they just the show to screech to a halt. I think what they wanted to do was show that this guy can do cap style speeches, Mm. which he totally did. But that was long. It was. It was real long. It wasn't like in Civil War when uh, Agent Carter got to give the famous from the comic books Captain America speech. I mean, even any of the ones that he's done. Oh, is that did you make that up right off? Just make. Oh, is that? You're really good at that. Mm-hmm. Like the, whatever the different movies where they talk about that. Sam said something, Ant-Man said something, but they're not, they don't take that long. No, they're like a minute. Mm-hmm. He says what he needs to say. And then, all right, I said what I need to say. It's, it's move on time. Yeah. I think the part where it felt weird is where he's like, I'm a black man and millions of people hate me for wearing this shield or, or wearing this suit or whatever. And it's like millions seems excessive. I'm sure there are. I mean, racism is real. There are people who are going to hate you no matter who you are, just for who you are, like how you were born. Yeah, and you That's can go a... millions if you're going, easily going over the entire world. Mm-hmm. Like I, they're, They don't care that you're black. If you're wearing that Captain America thing, oh, they're going to hate you. Yeah. I like mean, that has nothing to do with you being a black man in that. They, oh, it's Captain America, we're going to hate you. Oh, and you're black? Well, guess what? We hate that too. Like there's going to huh. be that around the world. Because that's just the way the world works. Doesn't make it, you know, any less how the world is. Yeah. I just felt like there was a little bit too much of, I don't know. I'm tired of hearing about it. I know that it's an important thing. Police brutality is real. But but I don't want to hear about it in that show. I just don't. I mean, yeah, they went, over, they went over the whole race issue. And it was a big part of what Sam had to make peace with. Like, I'm just going to do the best I can and be judged for what I do. Mm-hmm. basically. And, and I get that he's demonstrating that he's gone through hardship and things aren't easy for him, that his decisions are difficult, that what he does is difficult, that there's a lot of responsibility having that mantle. But I don't know. It just seemed a little in a speech that long already to like, stop it and be like, I'm black in case you haven't noticed. And this is a difficult <laughs> thing for me. I just, I don't know. I don't so, want to I mean, if he's going to do that, he may as well just went with what the kid said before. Oh, you're Black Falcon? Yeah, man, I'm Black Falcon. <laughs> I'm Black like, you're going to take this much time to stop in the middle of your pretty nice speech to point it out. Did you know? I was Black Falcon. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> yeah, like that guy was like, that's Black Falcon. And the other guy's <laughs> like, nope, that's Captain America. Right? A little a little ham-fisted, but not bad, bit. I guess. But, um, yeah, just, I don't know, a little strange. And I did want to say something that, that I think is probably true in general with changing the race of a character, because it's a thing that there's like a lot of conflict about online Mm -hmm. that, you know, there's one side that's like, don't, don't do that. Superman can't, shouldn't be black or whatever, you know, Falcon shouldn't be white or whatever it is, you know, don't change the character. And then the other side is saying, well, you're racist if you think it has to be this all the time. But it's one of those things where certain characters have been the way they are for a long time. And I think it's just like my cousin, little cousin, loves mm-hmm. Bigfoot, the the truck. And if Bigfoot... Oh, not the big hairy thing out in the woods that people take pictures of? No, not not okay. your relatives. Okay, cool. If uh, If they suddenly started painting Bigfoot red, he would be like, that's really weird. There are like 30 of these trucks and they're all blue. All of the trucks I own are blue. All the posters, it's blue. Or if they were like, we're going to switch to using Chevy parts and they started putting Chevy bow ties on it. So that doesn't make any sense. They've always been about, you know, that and the Ford stuff's all over everything. Like, that's so weird. Why are they doing that? You know, 
But if there was a new truck that came out that was red and used the Chevy stuff, nobody would think anything of it. So I don't think it's it. Sometimes it probably is. But I think sometimes it's just, oh, you're you're changing something about the thing I really like. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. like whenever they redesign, even just if they redesign Batman's suit, like when the when they reboot the DC continuity and Batman's suit is different, people complain about it. They want it back the way it was. Maybe they like the way it is now. People complain about anything you change. Like there used to be this joke, like every time Facebook changes something, everybody bitches about it and then they just get used to it. <laughs> OK, so it's like, I don't know. I don't think it all has to be racially motivated. I think sometimes people just don't want stuff to change. I mean, nothing about Falcon becoming Captain America bothers me because it's happened in the comics. There have been multiple characters who have been Captain America at one point or another. The Punisher has been. Bucky has been. Sam has been. I'm sure there are plenty of others that I'm not thinking of. Well, Walker. <laughs> I mean, we, there you we've go. seen three Captains America, which I'm, might be the right pluralization in the show or in this universe. So I don't know, it's just a thought that I wanted to put out there. I don't know if you have anything to add on to that. Yeah, I know that's a, a big thing as well. And I am generally of the school that when you're talking about a char- certain characters that have been around for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Well, that character is with that character. Whoever wrote that character, that is what it is. And if you think there's an underrepresentation of something, whatever it is, if that's how you're going for it, make your own character. And that's okay. And make them well. Yeah. I, and I, I was just going to add to that. I think that there's a lot more significance to a character who is of a certain race to begin with. Like you and I have personally talked about the miles Morales game. Mm -hmm. It's they didn't just make Peter Parker of a different race and give him a different background. He's a different character, you know, in the comics, in his continuity, he also got powers from a different spider and like his uncle Ben moment was basically seeing the original Spider-Man die. And kind of having this feeling like I have these same abilities or similar abilities. I could have helped this. Like I need to do more. I need to step up now because now OG Spider-Man is gone. So he's got his own background, his own struggles. He even puts on the same suit as Spider-Man and people are like, that's kind of tactless, dude. Like you're wearing like his colors right after he dies. And so he changes the suit to be his own and becomes his own character. And for a lot of people, he's their favorite Spider-Man because he has a different story. You know what I mean? So even in a similar vein yeah. or like like uh, the Flash, a bunch of different versions of the Flash. You had Jay Garrick, Barry Allen, Wally West with uh, the lanterns. You have all the yep, different lanterns. A bunch of different Green Lanterns as well, for sure. Alan Scott, Hal Jordan, John, whatever his name is. God, the one that was actually in the, the cartoons that I watched. Yes. Like, I can't think of his last name, but that was the definitive Green Lantern as far as like Wally West and that version of the Green Lantern were the definitive ones for me because they were the ones that were around when I was paying attention to that stuff. But you can even create different versions of a similar character and have them be different. People just seem to react poorly to having aspects of their character or the background just changed sort of at random. And I feel like it cheapens it. If you're saying we're going to have whatever, a Hispanic Superman. Well, then you always have to qualify it by saying it's a Hispanic Superman. If it was a different character with that same demographic makeup, then it's just that character. Yep. And it's more of an impact, I think. I agree. Like, there's a, a thing about the new James Bond movie that's going to come out. And they're, I don't know how it's going to play out. They keep talking about, well, they're replacing James Bond with this black female lead, and he's not the same character. Well, if she's not going to be known as something, something bond and she's just her own double Oh seven level spy mm-hmm. or double Oh eight, that was their call number, right? They had a license to kill, but that was James Bond's number in the organization was double Oh seven. Yeah. The double O so, program is right. its so, thing. And then each member has a number. Yeah. If she's just something else, then okay. As yeah. long as the movie that I'm watching <sighs> It's well written and I like the character. So they're not named Bond. It's just another spy. But if you right. make another Bond movie, it needs to be James Bond. I'd prefer him to be English. 
would be nice. As like just a start in general would be would be good. I'd be okay with that. You don't want like uh Willie the groundskeeper as James Bond? Like just super Scottish. Oh, I mean, uh, hold on. Scottish might, works a little bit. A little, a little bit. Maybe <laughs> maybe not like a Wild West cowboy, like a southern southern American. Yeah, no Cletus. Maybe, Cletus yeah. is, is... <laughs> maybe a Bruce Lee type might not be the best for a James Smooth Suave James Bond. I don't know. But yeah. I wouldn't feel like I would be watching it, but I wouldn't feel like it was James Bond because right, yeah. James Bond has certain characteristics and features, and that's what you think of when you think of the character. Yeah, and I get exactly what you're talking about. If they just were like, okay, and now we're handing the franchise over to this or starting another one, now there's going to be two. We're going to have a new James Bond and a new franchise, but we're also going to work within the same continuity established by the Daniel Craig Bond, and it's going to be this 008 thing, and it's a different person altogether. You know, not just like, hey, I'm Jamie Bond now. Right. And you have to think of me as this, as the same person. That's just, you know, it's that's not doesn't fit the character. Like it's a hard drinking, super English, you know, kind of suave gentleman, gentleman. But he's also a womanizer. Oh, yeah. It's a weird balance of things that he's supposed to be. And I think it would be hard to cast a woman as a like heavy drinking womanizer. I mean, it's it's is it a manizer. Mm. Is that how I mean, that it's, would be? I think it's a man eater. Isn't that the term? I mean, could be. It has I mean, been used. songs about that. So there are that that song that you're referring to, man eater, is actually not about a woman. It's about New York City. Is so, it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't look for messages I, in songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it it is what it is. I guess. It is. I, mean, it's, I think it would even be financially better for them to come up with new characters, have new storylines like the people who like James Bond. Let them like James Bond. They're probably going to like the other thing, too. But right. it would be nice to have it be a different character. Don't take away James Bond to give him this. Give him something on top of it. Yeah. Don't just think that by making this James Bond, the James Bond, people are going to like it. Write a good character. And if it's well written and a good character, people will like it. Yeah, just like in Batman. You've got Batman, Robin, bunch of different Robins, Nightwing, Batgirl, Batwoman, who, you know, is, I mean, that's not just a show. That was, she's like a former soldier, like ex-military, and she's like struggling to find purpose and somehow comes across Batman and he like helps develop her training like towards being a bat person, whatever. And so she becomes a superhero. Cause they don't train you to do like grappling hooks and shit in the army. I don't think really. Yeah. I don't think that's part of it. You do the cool thing where you just like walk up the wall from the 66 series. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I'm not aware of anybody who had a problem with that character. Cause it was a different character. They, they uh, just, they didn't change it to be like Brianna Wayne <laughs> and just say like, you have to accept it. And if you don't, you're, you know, whatever. We're really going down a rabbit hole with this. Really going down the it really hole. bothers me. It, and I probably should have put this first, but it bothers me because I just want the shit to be entertaining and I want people to be nice to each other and decent to each other. And I don't want anybody to judge anybody for any inherent traits that they can't change or help in any way. Like if somebody's an asshole, that's fine. You can judge them for that. But, you know, not liking like, are, are people going to judge me because I'm follically challenged? Yes. Maybe. Is that because you're judging me? I'm judging you. Well, anybody else? Probably not. I mean, I don't know. Just be good to each other. Treat people the way you want to be treated. It's good advice to follow in life. I mean, it's a golden rule right there. Yeah. That's a a number one early rule for the kids right there. A few adults could be reminded of it. Yeah, I think so. See how they act. I heard a thing about that on the radio today. I went to my truck to grab a block to charge my phone, and I just... Uh, I wanted to crack my window, so I turned the truck on for just a second, and the radio pops up, and it's a local radio station, and they're talking about that. So I stopped and listened for a second, like how referees get talked to in kids' sporting events, and they're talking about these aren't like low-class, you know, bottom-of-the-barrel drunk idiots. Like, we're talking doctors, lawyers. One this guy referred to who he found out afterwards was an FBI agent, and he just got called 
every name in the book just refereeing this little kid's hockey game. Like, it's stuff like that is utterly ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Just it, you're talking to another person on the planet. Yeah. And how seriously people take everything. That's another thing is how seriously people take stuff. I, I saw an interview that Anthony Mackie did not all that long ago for some movie. I don't know. Race is a part of it and it has some kind of message. And he was like promoting, you know, he's promoting the movie, but he's also talking about this idea and like why he wanted to be involved with it. But he was talking about how seriously and personally people take things. And he was talking about like, have you ever seen, uh, I think it's all in the family. Yeah. The Archie Bunker one. Yeah, Archie Bunker. And he's like, it's one of the greatest shows ever made. Horribly racist, like totally racist. And you know what people did? They laughed. Right. He was like Sanford and son. Jefferson's racist. People laughed. White people, black people, they all laughed. They made fun of it. Right. You know, it was ridiculous. You don't take it seriously. And he's yeah. saying like, there's not yeah. nearly enough of that. You are 100% correct. Old movies like Blazing Saddles. It was done that way for a reason. Mm-hmm. To poke fun at the way, how serious people take things like that. Yeah. And I think it might've been another, I think it was more of like nerd rotics and stuff like that. But they were, they were talking about, star trek that there's an episode that i don't remember apparently from the original series where somehow they encounter abraham lincoln like because they have like time shenanigans and stuff that happen I mean, they that do show. there's a lot of shenanigans in that first yeah so <laughs> star trek and abraham lincoln refers to uhura by what would be considered a slur today and she apparently has this reaction to it and he's like oh i'm so sorry the the parlance of my time has offended you and she's like, oh, that 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 doesn't even matter. Like, that's so old. we're so over that now. Like, it doesn't matter. Right. And, you know, they're they're kind of talking about how in the 60s we were talking about, like, we we're going to move past this. We can move past this. Like, we won't be offended by it anymore. It'll be so strange. Yeah, it was uh, Nerd Rodics. He was talking to as heel versus babyface. Okay. And he was saying, like, it would be such a like that at that point in society, it would be so strange for a black person to be called one of these terms, it would be like somebody calling as a Saxon. It's like, <laughs> well, that's an odd thing. To, yeah, it's like, that's a strange thing to say. Like, maybe that was offensive at some point. Who knows? Like a thousand years ago. Right. There's probably terms like that that you could look up and you could call somebody that and be like, wait, what did you say? Is that, yeah. should I, am I mad at you now? Like, how does that even work? Yeah, but I thought it was a good point, you know, that we we were kind of at a point where we were trying to move past this stuff, but now it seems like we're really trying to highlight it. Mm-hmm. And it's a statistic that I've heard that that violence is continuing to go down, but reporting of violence is going up. Like we dedicate more time to it. Well, that's uh, that's our media for you. Yeah. That's a rabbit hole I am not going down right now. No, maybe that'll be the next episode, but I am not going down that this episode. Yeah, yeah. How long have we been talking about this? Oh, quite a while. Quite a while. Quite a while. Quite a while. All right. Bye. Um, I don't know if I have anything else. <laughs> I think Falcon and Winter Soldier is worth. I'm sorry. Uh, Falcon America and the Winter Soldier is worth watching. I suggest all of you watch it if you have the ability to. Ryan, how about you? I agree. Yeah, it's totally worth it. Um, you know, the political stuff that's in it is not too bad, really. It's probably a bit much because it's being piled onto everything else. I mean, I part of my morning routine is when I'm getting ready for the day. I have a routine on my echoes where they play out NPR and stuff like that. And every morning it's like, well, police shot this guy. Police are quitting here because people are, you know, against police right now. And these other people are protesting because of violence or because of persecution or whatever it is that's going on. It's like, I'm so tired of hearing that stuff. I'm just tired of hearing it. I get it. I mean, I, I almost miss Trump because the media coverage. (laughs) The media coverage was funny. Trump said some funny shit. He did. I mean, it was at least amusing. Like, I've seen a lot of jokes about how the media is probably in withdrawal because they don't have Trump tweeting stuff that they can just like bitch about all the time. But it's like that some of that stuff turned you on to that YouTuber Ryan Long. He did a video about that. Yeah, I th- yeah, it yeah it's good. like I miss when the biggest thing going on was like Trump made a dumb tweet, like the Kafifi thing, like where he where it looks like he just passed out and like whacked his face against his phone and <laughs> sent it as a tweet somehow like. It was nice when that was like what the news was talking about or like what the media was talking about instead of all this stuff. Yep. But that being said, it is a good show, you know, taken by itself. I don't think it goes too far in any particular direction. I think it's pretty even handed with 
with its messaging and what it tries to do. They just probably could have cut that speech down at the end a little bit. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I did like at the end how Isaiah gets his little shrine put up in the monument where Captain America stuff is up as well. Mm-hmm. It's nice that, you know, Sam could have some pull and take care of somebody who serves. If he serves the country, we don't forget about you. That's the way it's supposed to work. You serve the yeah. country. That is another thing, too, actually, is like if Isaiah was taken captive, they use Isaiah to be like the racial argument, you know, like be careful because of just historical racism. Right. Right. And it seems like he's blaming his, you know, the being in captivity and being experimented on and stuff on that. And maybe it is because, I mean, there's a history of kind of a disregard for the health of minorities. But I, I feel like remember the very first movie that we reviewed South Park operation yeah. get behind the. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then yeah. Chef totally negated all of that. It was fantastic. It was a great point that they put in that movie that t- long time ago. And that's what the, that's what they do. That's why they're so great. Oh, my God. That is so good. I don't know if we should even leave. Yeah, we should leave that in probably. If you but, if you want to know what that is, watch the South Park the movie. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, it 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 just seems like something that in a superhero show they should have been like, holy shit, they're experimenting on people like that. Like like there's a group that did this, and he said he was in there for like 30 years, so he just recently got out. Like within the last, like this program's probably still running. <laughs> Whatever was happening to him, it's like, no, this isn't just like a vague societal problem. Like these are people breaking the law. Yeah, like I'm sure the general government doesn't know that they took one of their like best soldiers who was able to beat the Winter Soldier and put him in captivity just to experiment on him and do this shit. Like that doesn't make any sense that they would just let it go at that. Like, oh, that's really sad that that happened to you. It's like, yeah, it's sad and it's scary and it could happen again. You should solve this. Well, we'll uh, we'll see how it. I mean, I don't. I feel like the Wandavision is over. I don't know about this though. They ended it with Captain America and the Winter Soldier like they might do more of these. I have no idea. Yeah, I saw something saying that there is supposed to be another season. Like okay. apparently Sebastian Stan confirmed it somehow, but I don't know if he actually confirmed it or if he just alluded to it. We'll have mm. to see. And sometimes actors tweet stuff that they're not supposed to or they tweet stuff that's not really going to happen yet. Yeah, look at uh, the newest Spider-Man. Apparently, apparently he's... They've even made fun of it in like the newest oh, of the trailer yeah. that he tweeted out or said some stuff. And they always have to, they had to send him out in interviews for all the Avengers movies and stuff that he was in with yeah. a more experienced person to be like, shut up. Yeah, I saw that where like Anthony Mackie or Benedict Cumberbatch or somebody else has to like be there with him. To, yep. They'll be like, so what do you think's going to happen here? And Benedict's like, I'll take that one. <laughs> <laughs> So obviously it can happen. It's a thing. Yeah. All right, folks. I think that's about it for us. We have ranted yeah. and raved long enough. Hope you enjoyed another episode of Movie Hal. I've been Joe. And I've been Ryan. Looks like we're out. <laughs>